0: morning, and welcome in to the Blitz, live here on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. I'm Charlie Collier, back behind the board, it's Sam Beard, and uh, we're here with you, as you might have guessed, for the next couple of hours, getting to your lunch break here on this Friday, closing down the week and getting to Christmas. Christmas weekend, Christmas on Monday, it's a good time. It's a good time to be alive a good time to be awake breathing here with you we're there Sam how are you today
1: I'm doing pretty good doing pretty good hanging in there um had a good time last night little send off with Cody good to uh you know good to send Cody off right met some listeners had a good time with them um you know bounced around a couple places it was a fun little time
0: Great time, yeah. Great great times were had last night. Um, oh, I forgot. We won trivia, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that we, was kind of, yeah. We won trivia. Hey. And we kicked their ass, too. Yeah, I mean, it was a blowout. Teams around us were cheating, and someone in our group comes up to John, and he's like, hey, this, the, the group over here, they, Oklahoma's the right answer. And John's like, ah. We don't I, do that. I, I can't here. do that. I can't do that in my heart. I, I got integrity for the game. So, yeah. So Took the wrong answer and we still won. By a
0: good margin. By a large yeah, margin. Yeah, by a good margin. Uh, went out last night with good old Cody Mack and the gang. Some of Cody's friends, some people from the station, a couple of listeners. Uh, had a good time. Had a real good time sending Cody McClure off to L.A. or somewhere else. Yeah. As he's been saying. Maybe. Yeah. Probably just definitely that. not California. <laughs> um, sending Cody off. Sending them off right. It was a good time. Good times were had by all. Uh, did some drinking. Did some trivia. Did some more drinking. Did some hanging <laughs> out and talking. <laughs> no dancing. Eh, maybe a little dancing from Cody. Dancing, Cody maybe. at
1: the end, maybe. Cody was getting down. Yeah, Cody was getting I was down say, there. The la- our last stop, Cody was getting. Down. Had you? Yeah, had you left by that point, or did you see? I mean I can I can see why that's a varsity athlete right there. He's nimble. He's got some bend of those knees. Uh that's a guy I want on my offensive line. That
0: is uh that is a guy that that's got quick feet. Yeah. He's got some footwork.
1: Hell Glenn Ellerby could turn him into a pretty good left guard for us if we if we need a if we got a little opening. Maybe if Cody only. just stays in Knoxville, does he have a little year of eligibility left?
0: Yeah, no. If, if Glenn Ellerby could have just got his hands on a young Cody McClure, who knows? Who knows what could have happened? Uh, good times last night, though. We had a basketball game last night. That wasn't as good of a time. Not as good of a time. But Until you, you passed your test at the end passed of the day. Uh, that That last game before Christmas, to me, it's always they didn't wanna survive that. in advance, yeah, they didn't wanna be it's that. a real survive in advance kind of mentality, and uh, you know you pulled away late, very late, very, very late, um almost almost ruined Cody Max going away party thanks to Tarleton State, but you locked it down, um got a win, you moved to nine and three, should be ten and three here in another uh, i guess what it's it's like ten days right. Yeah, wait. You play the
1: you play the second right. Um,
0: Good little bit of good little bit of time here. You got Norfolk State coming to town. Sneaky Norfolk State team, I'd add. Okay, at least they they've outperformed outperformed their typical uh, non conference performances
1: this season. Can't be lazy coming off the break. Yeah, yeah. Don't eat too much at Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Christmas dinner. You know.
0: Yeah, can't be too lazy. You know. I'm sure they won't it's a Rick Barnes coach team after all
1: Rick Barnes was uh you know he mentioned last night that connect and Jordan Ganey have been uh you know pretty hurt been playing on those ankles and he said that Jordan Ganey honestly rolled his ankle worse than than connect he said really yeah I uh I miss that miss that so uh yeah
0: Tennessee basketball nine and three. We'll get into that a little bit later. We also had some Thursday night football last night. Uh, big NFL slate coming this weekend as the playoff races, uh, real tight, real tight right now. Uh, so we'll take a look at the NFL weekend and no shows next week. We're off all week. So we'll go ahead and get ready for the national championship semifinals as well. the national semifinals, uh, Michigan, Alabama. Washington and Texas, and uh, some pretty big Tennessee news yesterday as well. Yeah. Might add, Chris Braswell, a Tennessee Vol. A Tennessee Vol. We'll break down what that means for you. So we got a loaded show, a loaded two hours here. uh, It's me and Sam, our last show together.
1: Yeah, coming to an end. It's
0: sad, man. Our last show together. Uh, As you guys might have heard Yesterday, some lineup changes were announced. Houston Cress. moving on up to the drive. loading up the drive. Man Houston, Russell Smith, Bear, and Tucker Harlan staying around, so uh, it's a loaded four. We got right a loaded there. four, and the morning show pretty loaded as well. Officially announced the morning show starting in January my friend John Reed and uh a new addition new addition to the roster a guy i i haven't personally met yet uh but a guy i'm very excited to meet uh Bob Baskerville yeah yeah Bob Baskerville uh coming on over he's a very very experienced man in the industry you could uh you could fill up multiple sheets of paper just running down his credentials so I'm excited. I'm excited for what 2024 has to bring. Uh, I'm excited for a, a new morning show. I'm excited to meet and, and hear Bob and and him and John together. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some more lineup updates for you later. But me and Sam's final show together. Uh, Sam, you can go ahead. You can you can let the people know where you're going.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, with uh, you know still being in school and everything, had some. Some scheduling conflicts, couldn't stay on on Charlie's show, but was still, uh, you know, really wanting to stay with the station and, and carve out a role any way possible. So, uh, producer spot opened up on the morning show, so I'm going to be producing that show with John and Bob and, you know, really excited for that opportunity. Uh, it feels like a good opportunity for me to, you know, continue to grow here and, and kind of expand my role and everything like that. So, I'm really excited to to move on to that hate to be leaving charlie but uh you know really excited for the future with john and bob and you know getting into that into that morning slot and you know they were they were talking about it on the drive a little bit yesterday and talking about how they're coming for the for that spot and everything and trying to take over that morning show so you know i'm excited to be a part of that process and you know ready to get to work with them and in in the new year
0: yeah yeah i mean you almost said that like <laughs> Like oh man I can't be with Charlie anymore I guess I'll go to the mornings. no that this is a good thing for Sam yeah it's no very, it's definitely very a, good a great thing step for Sam for me. Uh, you're just producing a a better show so. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good for you and uh, you know you'll learn I think a good bit yeah from from John and Bob yeah I'm Again, excited Bob Bob and his experience I think you know you can really pick up a lot Make absolutely. Sure, yeah, Keep that noggin open.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But
0: yeah, graduating from the old Charlie Collier School of uh, Radio. <laughs> I to, won't forget get, my roots. Getting your master's program now. I won't forget my roots, Mr. Reed. Um, don't worry, I'll still be on the air. Be kind of funny if it, if I wasn't. <laughs> you uh, just retire? Yeah, I'm actually uh, at the ripe age of 24, tapping on out of the industry.
1: You're the Luke keekley of this of this industry. Yeah,
0: I'm just gonna go go take it down to the lake. Live in a nice little bungalow and call it a call it a day. But uh, no, I'll be staying right here. You'll still be able to find me uh, in the midday. We'll just leave it at that. In the midday. In the midday, we'll be around. Uh, but some exciting, exciting news, and I think 2024 is a really, really big year for Fan Run Radio. I, I think, um, you know, you're really starting to see um, some of these changes. Uh, you know, be brought forth, and and there's more to come. Uh, A lot more exciting, I think, advancements coming in 2024. We got some big plans. So, uh, yeah, me and Sam's final show together. We got to figure out how to incorporate a wheel into something we do today. Yeah, I think we we definitely need to get wheeling. We can't go out without a wheel. Thought about maybe some shot caller trivia, too, of some kind. Oh, God. But I don't know about that. Do we
1: know where – I think we – I, I think we lost the shock collar.
0: Yeah, I don't know where it is. Yeah. So maybe if we can find it, maybe we can like I don't know.
1: Maybe I can muster up the
0: strength to do that. Wheel one. and shock and I, I, who knows. We can figure something out. But uh a big day today, ten fifteen. We'll go ahead and catch a break. Uh that is the news today. Let's dive into some Tennessee basketball on the other side. Stay with us on the Blitz.
1: Matt bells in the snow the snow but I, I i am dreaming of a white christmas with a very christmas
0: car arrive ready sam ready oh wait I, I thought it was about to come it's my favorite part It's right after this. Right after this. Ready? Getting that high octave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Drifters, White Christmas. Got to love it. Can you do that? Perhaps. Not here. Not now. We don't need that to exist somewhere. Oh, man. Christmas season. No White Christmas this year, sadly.
1: When was our last white Christmas? No idea. No idea. You can have another white Christmas. What do you mean?
0: White Claw? Ah! Oh, look at that. Look at that. You're learning. That's uh, some clever wordplay there. <laughs> it's the kind of thing you pick up from uh, the, the Charlie Collier School of Radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Have a white, clear, white claw <laughs> Christmas with... Uh, with White Claw, they're delivering a wave of pure refreshment and a variety of flavors from the originals like black cherry and mango to new flavors like passion fruit and blackberry. Crafted using our unique brew pure process, White Claw brings a crisp taste with just 100 calories, 5% alcohol, and 2 grams of carbs. Check out your favorite retailer in-store or online for White Claw variety packs, single flavor packs, and single serve cans. Did your family drink on Christmas? A little bit, yeah. All right, good. It's a good Christmas. Get a it's little good Christmas. Get a little buzz going. Eat some dinner. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee basketball, almost, almost ruined Christmas last night, and then they didn't, uh, and then they didn't. Ended up winning by nineteen, actually, so a pretty, you know, comfortable final there with, uh, you know, a sixty-five to forty-six uh, score, but. Kinda made you sweat a little bit last night. Kinda made you turn your head. Maybe you're out with your buddies. Maybe you're out wishing goodbye to a, a jolly friend. And you look at your phone and you go, What is going on? You gotta pull it up in the bar. You gotta watch it because there's five forty five left. Lou Williams just made a layup and all of a sudden Tennessee's only up six. It's a good last five minutes. Yeah. good last five minutes uh (laughs) you could say that for sure um at the 545 mark tarleton state the texans cut it to 50 to 44 and that final 545 from that point on uh tennessee they outscored tarleton state 15 to 2 so uh you know Kinda got lulled to sleep there for a minute, you snap back into it and you close it down the way you need to. I mean, the first half was, was solid enough. You know, it was a little bit of a slow start to the game, but by the time you reach the half, you you feel like you're doing what you should be doing. You're you're on pace to score close to eighty points. Uh you're up thirty nine to twenty five. You know, you're on pace to cover a basketball game, and then well, And then you only have 11 points in the second half of the 545 mark. So uh, things changed in a hurry. Uh, Tennessee able to snap back into it to close the game down. And, you know, I think the most important thing when you talk about some of these December bye games is that you win. Yeah. That's really all it comes down to. You know, would you like to play better? Yeah. You know, does that just excuse some of the mistakes this team made last night? No, it does not. But at the end of the day... In in spots as weird as these games can be, in in as many upsets as we see in the month of December, your ultimate overarching goal is just not to not to be on the wrong end of any of these games, not to be a notable game, not to end up on a list or you know a a, a ticker on the bottom of ESPN.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that this team has shown you know kind of the fabric of what good teams are made of. At a lot of times during this season, even in kind of some of the disappointing outcomes, you know I, I think this is kind of one of them. you know you you come in here thinking that you you might blow this team out type of thing, and then it's a it's a six point game with five minutes left, like you're saying. but I think you gotta you know you gotta be be proud of the the response in that five minutes and how they they shut them down and you know and, and respond and go on that run. And, and I think it's indicative of other games uh, so far this season as well. Uh, you know, obviously the the North Carolina game kind of stands out the most uh, in, in terms of responses there. When you just get absolutely clubbed in the first half, and then you come back and and you make it a pretty close game. So I, I think that in you know even in the in the kind of disappointing and and not as productive games that Tennessee's had so far this season, I think even at times in those games they've showed responses that that make you feel good about. Moving forward with this team And and getting into SEC play And grinding out hard wins
0: You know I think uh, I mean I, I think you do look at the box score And it is disappointing When you look at the minutes last night Like that, that's probably The biggest detriment to messing around In a game like this And messing around in a game against Georgia Southern Is Well Dalton Connect You know 22 minutes That's fine I mean that's fine you know he was going to play 22 minutes working on that ankle you don't want to have to play him too much but zakai ziegler 36 minutes Mm -hmm. santiago Vescovi, 33 minutes josiah jordan james 35 minutes that's not that's not what you need you Mm -hmm. know that's not what you need and i guess it's kind of okay because you're only playing two games in such a long period of time but it would be nice, uh, you know, given the grueling non-conference slate that you've played, it'd be nice if you could get those guys, you know, a little bit more rest. And and more importantly, the, 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 the two things that stand out to me, J.P. Estrella, two minutes, and uh, Cade Phillips, two minutes. That's, well, that's the consequence. You know, you have to play Zakai and Santi and, and Josiah, all those 30-plus you know, minutes, 35-plus minutes, because you can't pull away from Tarleton State – and you don't allow those young guys a chance to get in. You know, no Freddie DeLeon at all. Just two minutes of Estrella, just two minutes of Phillips, no Cameron Carr. Um, still, you know, hoping that DJ Jefferson can make an appearance at some point. And you're not going to get that when you don't pull away and dominate and, and close games in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is something you hope you can clean up. And in, in Norfolk State, you can actually get your, get your guys in there. Because Rick Barnes has talked about that group and and how hard they've worked and how you know they deserve some more playing time in the end of games, but your veterans have to do their job first, and they didn't. I think the good news is that Zakai Ziegler very much feels back.
1: Yeah, he looks good. He and, looks and
0: good. Not maybe not just back, but but perhaps you know, back and improved. Uh, he has taken. 12 threes in the last two games that's not necessarily a volume that I love seeing him take but uh I don't know man he's playing some really good basketball yeah I mean he is really driving winning the last couple of games
1: yeah he's back to his point guard ways and you know really facilitating the ball well and and not turning the ball over as much I think that was kind of the the concern at the start of the year I think you, you saw flashes of him you know kind of showing showing what he was capable of last year before the injury and everything but but the turnovers were kind of kind of haunting him a little bit but I think he's cleaned it up and he's got more comfortable with that knee now obviously and I think we you know we kind of said that all along that it was probably gonna probably going to take up until SEC play for him to get comfortable but I think it's you know it, it's great timing in terms of him. Uh, finding his way and, and starting to click in this offense, and, and really being able to to kind of facilitate and like you said, drive some of the winning for this team. It's it's huge to be able to to kind of rely on him at some points in this in this season because you know I mean we we can't have Dalton connect being being the guy that we have to rely on every time. So it's good having a guy like Ziegler getting back into the fold and and driving the winning. Zakai
0: Ziegler in the last six games. points per game, 6.2 assists per game, 1.8 turnovers per game, two steals per game. Mm. He is shooting 41.2% from the field and 37% from the three point line. Take that. That is, I mean, that is going to have you in the running with Wade Taylor as the SEC's best true point guard. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is what Tennessee needs that, that is the kind of performance. And, and if you can get that, you know, and not just in a six game stretch, but in a like 26 game stretch, which I know there'll be an off night or two in there, but if you can get, you know, largely that, that consistent of play from, from Zakai Ziegler, then, uh, you know, I think that raises both your floor and your ceiling and and that ceiling already pretty dang high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any concerns about Dalton Connect? Two of seven from the field last night, just six points, uh zero assists, zero steals, three rebounds, zero blocks.
1: Yeah, like I kind of mentioned there, like in the in the opening segment, I think Barnes, you know, talked about the health of, of Connect and, and also mentioned Jordan Ganey, but I think they've just kind of Connect has probably been wanting to play. Uh, you know, since he since he rolled that ankle at, at North Carolina and he knows he's been able to play but really hasn't been able to be a hundred percent. Uh you know, I, I guess it's pretty it's it's been pretty evident that he's not a hundred percent. And so I think I think I'll have to wait until after this break, honestly, to see. I think you'll give him, you know, Northfolk State. I think you'll see a Dalton connect that probably looks a lot healthier and and looks a lot faster. Um but yeah, I mean I do think that some some defenses are starting to build better game plans for him but i think he'll figure that out and i think i think getting to the break and getting a little bit healthier for him will will only do good things for him as well
0: i'm not concerned about dalton connect in the long term or in the short term but i maybe raise an eyebrow at the last three games when you when you see um 21 shots taken five shots made and and when he's not making shots, the assist numbers aren't really there either. One mm. assist in three games, you know, the steals, just one. Um, not really blocking shots, not really rebounding. I mean, he had six rebounds against Georgia Southern. Um, you know, he, he shows up when you need him most, and I think he is a really, really good player. He's an NBA-type player. You struck gold. Like, there's, there's no denying that. Again, this is not some the sky is falling. We're super concerned about Dalton Connect, but, you know, I think there are still areas where he can get better and where this team can get better, and, you know, I think he's got to figure out how he can affect the game more when he's not shooting, when he's not
1: scoring. Absolutely. You know, I I think when you're on those off nights, it's, you know, it's important to be able to keep continuing driving the winning, even if you're not on those, you know, when when you're not your hottest, and I think that, like, That's something that NBA scouts are looking for, too. So I think that's probably something that that Barnes and his staff are are actively trying to get him better at.
0: Rick Barnes, after the game, he said, you know, talking about Dalton Connect and what he needs to do to snap out of a slump. uh, Rick Barnes said, I think he's going to have to understand if he's not shooting the ball, he can impact games other ways. You know, I think he's always put everything into scoring the ball, and now he's seeing some things that he's never seen before in terms of the physicality, in terms of the heavy gaps, but he doesn't have to score it. He just needs to make good plays, and he's capable of doing it because there's nothing he can't do. He can pass it, and believe me, once he starts making those kind of hockey assists, those Gretzkys where he makes the pass that leads to the basket, that's when things will change, when people have to make an adjustment uh, because he's not always going to be able to catch the ball and hop. He hops too much on the perimeter, thinking he's going to get downhill with it. Uh, but we try to move him around and put him in different positions. Um, he's got a big target on his back, but he can't let the fact he's not making a shot impact, on the, you know, impact the other end of the court. He's going to have to figure out how to get fouled. He's going to have to figure it out how he can run the court and get some easy buckets that way, and he's going to have to understand that offensively he can go rebound and score that way. And if he's just going to wait and think he's going to score it every time he has it on his hand, he's going to get frustrated, and it's going to affect him that way. So a long response there from Rick Barnes, but I think a very good one. You know, yeah. I think a very telling one. And you know, I, I think it's it's critical, but in a very constructive and positive way, too. I think that's a good way to go about maybe discussing, you know, some some Dalton Connect struggles. And he makes some great points. Like if, if Dalton Connect can take those nep steps next steps as a basketball player, which is part of why he came to Tennessee, you know, to to build around his his one-on-one scoring ability, and to a more well-rounded player that can ultimately have an NBA future. That's part of why he came to Tennessee. That's part of why he wanted to get coached by Rick Barnes. Well, when we start to see more of that growth, I mean, that is another thing that really raises the floor of this team, uh, and, and, you know, your ceiling is a national championship. I mean, if, if you can get a Dalton Connect that, you know, is is – moving away from the ball a little bit better and making cuts to the basket and getting loose that way. If you can get a Dalton connect, that is getting you two or three or four assists a game. Not asking for a lot, but, you know, three or four. Mm-hmm. Two maybe on, on some nights. If you can get that Dalton connect, then I think it takes things up to another level and it really helps this offense out. Um, but Tennessee, they get the win. You know, at the end of the day, that's that's all that really matters.
1: Yeah. Surviving Stayed in bed, healthy get to And you won a
0: basketball game And now now you can head home for the holidays And celebrate Christmas But uh, 10.33 we're going to go ahead And head on out of this segment More next on The Blitz the mood is right. Back here on The Blitz you had a peculiar look on your face back there, Sam. I don't know how I feel about this song. It's alright. It's not the best. I don't think it was ever on my list. My list. Since I'm pretty we, sure this was definitely one of them. Was it? Maybe it was. My list was Merry Christmas, Baby, Otis Redding, Wonderful Christmas Time, Winter Wonderland. Yeah, please, this is
1: wonderful Christmas time.
0: Please, yeah, yeah, no. And I realized that once I pulled my list up. <laughs> uh, please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. The one you haven't played yet, actually, I'm gonna need to hear next. You haven't played this at all. It's uh, it's Christmas by the Blues Travelers. I think it's low key one of the very best Christmas songs, and it never never gets the recognition it deserves. Is it this one? Put your headphones on. bad radio but is this one yeah yeah played a little bit Christmas jam or no jam
1: yeah what do you think Sam I think that's a jam yeah that's a jam I like that Yeah, that's a jam. Jam it. Is that
0: jam how this game works? I don't know. Jam it. Do they jam? it. it. <laughs> got to press the jam Bam. down. So Boom! It's a jam. 20, everyone, They're all jams. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's not. Uh, I got Christmas coming around again. All I want for Christmas is you. All I want for Christmas is a real good tan. Feliz Navidad. Whole lot of whole lot of good ones. Lonely this Christmas. A little mud. Anyway, anyway, uh, Tennessee got an early Christmas present yesterday. A six-five one. Yeah, last night to be exact. Dozens and dozens and dozens of programs reached out to Chris Brazel, the second. After he added his name to the transfer portal earlier this month, but only one has secured his commitment, that would be the Tennessee Volunteers. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tennessee Vols, they go get their guy. Ah, man. Chris Brazell, a redshirt freshman wide receiver from Tulane. He used one of his five official visits last week to come up to Tennessee. Traveled coast to coast. He spent just, you know, maybe 24 hours tops in Knoxville, but it was enough. It was enough, you know. Coming out of that meeting, he called Nico Iamaliova one of the best in the country, six foot four or six five, depending on who you ask, 195 pounds. Uh, he said, you know, the Tennessee offense and just the opportunity to play in the SEC, two of the main factors that led him uh, into our open
1: arms. You know, you want to know why you're really gonna like this guy, Charlie? Why am I really gonna like this guy? I'll read you this quote from him. This was uh, his visit. I enjoyed it. Beautiful city, beautiful state. Like the coaches. Uh, Coach Pope, I feel like he can really develop me. It's a beautiful stadium, probably the best stadium I've ever been to in my whole life. I like it. Uh, But at the same time, I want to be around guys on my level to push me, uh, make me practice harder, kind of learn from them. Here we go, Charlie. I love the grass field also. Yes. Nealon stadium. I love me a grass field. So being able to play on a grass field, every home game, that was a big difference right there. Most of them schools I went to were turf, but I love me a grass field for sure. He's a grass guy. We got ourselves a grass guy, Oh,
0: baby. You're talking my language, talking my language, speaking directly to me. All right. Love to hear that. I'm, this is weird. Did he not play against uh, Ole Miss? I guess he didn't. I was looking at his game log, and he's not in there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, didn't play uh, a couple of games this year and, and still had 44 receptions for 711 yards. Five touchdowns on the season. Uh, and that was with you know him being the main threat in that offense, him getting all of the attention. That was with him getting – you know, the extra attention. That was also with Michael Pratt, Tulane's star quarterback, missing, you know, a host of games this year. So uh this is a big get for Tennessee. There there's really no other way to put it. This is a, a an instant impact transfer. This is a, a high level football player. This is something to be very excited about.
1: Yeah. This is this is a big get in the portal. This is kind of the the white whale on your offense, I feel like, you know, like this is this is a huge get for you. It's a guy that, you know, provides a lot of size and speed to your offense. It's, it's a guy that just kind of seamlessly fits into the Josh Heupel offense and and gives you kind of that, that, that deep threat that, you know, that Jalen Hyatt was so good at this kind of, you know, he's kind of got that similar frame, just long and lengthy, uh, you know, and a great deep ball receiver. So I feel like this is just going to be a seamless fit in this offense. And, you know, like you said, they there were tons of programs around the country that were that were trying to get his talents, uh, you know, into their program, and and he lands at Tennessee, and I and I think that he's gonna really shine in this offense next year with with Nico throwing him that deep ball.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I I think he's a day one starter.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he Absolutely. talked about
0: that when when he he was talking with two four seven sports. Uh, you know, he said, I mean, I've got to come in and earn it for sure, but at the end of the day, that's most likely what it will be in terms of him being a starter and. I don't see why not, you know. I don't see why this isn't one of your top two options immediately. Him and Squirrel White, and those two are, are certainly going to complement each other very well. Yeah, I'm excited to see those two paired together. And um, in my opinion, Tennessee is building an offense now that rivals the weapons and the talent that they had two seasons ago. With the unknown being Nico Iamaliava, right? If, but but if Nico Iamaliava lives up to the billing, then I mean Then this offense could be better.
1: Yeah, I I did a little you know a little run through on what this offense is. I mean, if you've got your wide receivers at Squirrel White, Chris Brzezell, Dante Thornton, Mike Matthews, Braylon Staley, Caleb Webb, Nathan Leacock, Chaz Nimrod, like. Pick and choose out of nine receivers; those are all guys. Bruce McCoy play. too, maybe. Bruce McCoy, maybe. I don't know. And, and you look at the height too. Right, six
0: five, six five, six three, six three, six three, six one, six foot. Tennessee's receivers, not including Squirrel White, obviously. <laughs> but he's fast. But he's real fast. <laughs> Great body control. Plays bigger. Yeah, he
1: does. He really does.
0: Keep me, keep keep me going here. Keep running through it with me. Were you done?
1: What? Uh, yeah. Oh, and then I mean, yeah, you've got. You've got Dylan Sampson and, and Cam Seldon being your running back, Nico at quarterback, obviously, Ethan Davis and Holden stays at tight end. You've pretty much got your, you know, your your offensive line short up as well. You've got John Campbell at left tackle, left guard. I feel like is kind of that one question mark, but you've got Andre Carrick back another season. Uh, you know, he had a, tr- a tough time staying healthy this year, but but maybe he can stay healthier next year. So, still a guy that provides potential at left guard. Cooper Mays, obviously a big impact player back at center, uh, and then Spraggins and Mincy back on your right side. So this feels like an offense to me that just immediately goes back to the the 40-point the offensive game that we were used to seeing uh, with Hendon and Hooker. And you know, I, I think the defensive side of the ball obviously improves given the the talent that you've recruited on the defensive line, uh, the guys that you bring back, and you know, in, in Keenan Pilly, Arian Carter, young talent bringing up, and then. You know, you get a couple guys in the transfer portal for your secondary as well and, and hope that those young guys pan out. So I think that this 2024 roster is really shaping up, and it's I think it's shaping into a really, really solid team. If the offense isn't, uh,
0: I don't want to say as good as 2022, that's, I think, too high of a standard to maybe set or expectation yeah. to have. But if the offense isn't back to to being the driving force for this football team, to being you know the the. I mean, the X factor. It's what it's supposed to be. The offense is Tennessee football. Tennessee football is the Tennessee offense. If it doesn't get back to that, then you have some concerns. You know, I think that either means that Nico Iamaliava didn't work out, and you have con- some concerns about this staff's ability to evaluate quarterbacks. Picking Joe Milton twice, picking Nico—the only guy that they hadn't picked would be Hendon Hooker—and that's the only guy that would have worked out. This is if Nico isn't good, by the way, which we fully expect him to yeah. be good, so this might be a <laughs> moot point. But uh, if the offense isn't back, it either means that, again, you have some concerns with your ability to evaluate the quarterback because Nico wasn't good, or if Nico plays well in the offense still isn't great, then I think you have even bigger concerns because you have to start to ask, is is the absence of Alex Golish really that big. the difference here? Yeah. I mean – Credit to Alex Golish, by the way. Shout out, shout out the boy. Shout out the boy. 45 0 win last night. Just beat the brakes off of Syracuse.
1: Saw that one. Seven that and six. Yeah, seven I mean. and
0: six in his first year after taking over a dead football program. Very shout impressive. Out. Shout, shout out to Alex Golish, man. That is a good coach. Yeah. Don't think he'll be at South Florida too long. Um, but a big get. Chris Brazell, receiving room loaded. Tennessee is getting a lot better this off season, and they are entering next year. I think a team that absolutely should have playoff expectations ten forty seven we'll be back All on the other side with more. are you ready? The last show of 2023 and uh, the last couple of minutes of hour one right here on the Blitz. Our last show together, at least indefinitely.
1: I want you to start thinking. What was that? I just always forget this bumper only like 30 seconds long. I, l- I try to let it oh, fade no. out because it's a good song. It's been a rough Friday. Cuts.
0: We, we, we're really kind of limping to the finish line of the year. <laughs> Uh, one thing I want you to start thinking about for hour number two, Sam, I want you and me. We're gonna run through our our respective lists, our Christmas lists. Okay. For 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 uh, our sports world in twenty twenty four. I like that. Yeah. Our, our sports Christmas list I as like we that. head into Christmas weekend. Okay. What do we want Santa to bring us? I got a big present. I want. Uh. Can I get a national championship, please, in football and baseball and basketball, and also a World Series and a Super Bowl and a starting left tackle for Will Levis?
1: Yeah, that was it. That was the last one. Was yeah. mine one. Yeah. Anyway, I like that one though. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, I like that. I'll run I'll, through. I'll it. craft a list. I'll we like got that. some stuff coming. An hour mm-hmm. two, we gotta, we gotta
0: <laughs> make our playoff picks. <laughs> As far away as that is, right How now. How much have you
1: been thinking about the playoff? Not at all. Me neither. Which is weird because they're it's like by far the best playoff
0: it. we've. Yeah, yeah, they've been marketing uh, these awful playoff games to us for years, and now we have the best ones, the best they? ever. And I feel like I've seen more commercials for
1: the WNBA. Do you think on ESPN? Do you think the playoff committee is like scared of what they did to Florida State, and they're like, all right, we can't be advertising these commercials because people or are maybe just gonna they're get like, so oh, upset. we.
0: Uh, they advertise themselves. Look at how good these games are. You Maybe. build it and they will come. Maybe. They're gonna start ramping it up here big time this week, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. But I feel like last year we had commercials all month. Like every single break it was at it all ends here, the greatest story ever told. It was that whole
1: I saw new- more Masters commercials this past weekend than yeah. I did. Maybe we're just not Pause watching the right playoffs. things. I yeah, don't maybe. Know. But
0: right. I've been watching. The whole, no, 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 no. I've been watching the bowl games. Yeah.
1: What? <laughs> no, what what no, no, would no. be the right thing? Yeah. Don't let them get. Don't let them steer you in the wrong direction. Yeah. gaslight
0: <laughs> me through myself, yeah. my own thoughts. Don't gaslight yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we missing? Uh, before we're back on the air, what um, else are we missing?
1: Some good basketball. Some good basketball, Maybe. yeah. Let's see. I mean... I'm I'm kind of just drawing a blank because that's not just some- such a long span of time to cover here. This break is always crazy.
0: It's such a weird time of the year for sports, too. Uh, you want to know what kind of basketball we got? Well, like- to- tonight we have a uh, pretty fun little rivalry. Illinois at Missouri. Okay. Actually, they're playing that in St. Louis. Uh, tomorrow christmas eve eve memphis vandy uh but also arizona florida atlantic that's that's a pretty fun game the desert holiday classic in las vegas nevada that's a good game i'm in for that we got some christmas eve hoops and just the diamond head classic out in hawaii uh then the week after christmas not much at all not anything There's one good basketball game that entire week, and it's Friday, December 29th, and it's uh, it's San Diego State and Gonzaga. So college hoops gonna take a a Christmas break too.
1: Yeah, they always do.
0: Saturday, December 30th, though, that's a good day. Uh, That's you got some more conference play picking up. We got Creighton Marquette on CBS that day. Ooh, but uh, I guess really just some bowl games, the playoffs.
1: I mean like the Smoops. NFL playoff picture will be pretty resolved by that point. I mean yeah, we'll have we'll have
0: two of our what three games left, right? Two of them played, we'll we'll be heading into the final week of the yeah. NFL season. Yeah. The Rams last night looked like uh looked like a playoff team beating the Saints on Thursday night football. And they move up to the first wild card spot now at eight and seven. They've won five out of their last six games. Yeah, they're sneaky playing
1: really good football.
0: Right I think now. this is a good football team. Like I think this is a team that can give give somebody a run for their money in the playoffs. Kyron Williams is a workhorse. Absolute workhorse. And since he's been back they've been good. I mean, yeah, they they've really picked it up. He had twenty two carries last night for 104 yards. Um I do wonder if CJ Stroud out another week if Puka Nakua can weasel his way a little bit closer to the rookie of the year, if he can tighten that race, I still think C.J. Stroud's probably done a little bit too much, and he's a quarterback, so that helps, but uh, I mean, you can't deny what Puka's doing at this point. Nine catches last night, 164 yards and a score, and I think it helps too. It was a standalone, you know, prime time football game. I think that helps his case. You know, that's, Gonna be a hot topic today around the sports world. I mean, hey, we're talking about it. You know, we are <laughs> we are the voice of America after all, but uh he's got almost fourteen hundred yards. He's yeah.
1: He's more sixth than in the likely in receiving
0: more than likely going to break the rookie receiving record. At this point, I mean he'd be the rookie of the year
1: most years. I think yeah, I mean if CJ Stroud just didn't really just revive an entire team, you know, and and just kind of breathe life into a Texans team that looked terrible, I think yeah, Pukunuku is probably running away with it right now.
0: If the Texans fade out of the playoffs though, potentially. Say they, say they fall to 8 and 7 this week, they lose to Cleveland, and then Stroud comes back and and puts up a stinker against like the Titans. That's going to be hard to do, but but like say he does, <laughs> And say Puka Nakua, you know, has another big game next week, goes over hundred yards, like breaks the rookie receiving record, and helps the Rams, you know, push their record up to nine and seven and, and solidifies a playoff spot, you know, the narrative starts to shift. I think maybe you could see him make a run at it. It's tough. CJ Stroud has been very good, but there's a case. At least a case to be made. Man. It'd be it would be interesting. I don't know. I, I, this football season is
1: it's awesome. It's gone so fast and so slow at the same time. College went really fast for me. NFL has been a good long, long feeling season to me.
0: Like I, I think so. I think, I think, I think back to Missouri. I think back to Tennessee, Virginia. That seems like a I think back to, I think back to the Titans and the Saints, and that feels like it happened. Uh, when I was in middle school. That that feels like it happened uh, before the Vietnam War. (laughs) Okay. yeah, But but then I think there's only two games left for the Rams and the Saints. There's only three games left for the rest of the NFL. How did we already get here? It's weird. It's a weird feeling. Mm -hmm. Time's weird. Speaking of time, though, it's our time to close down Hour 1. Hour 2 on deck. More coming next here on the Blitz.